I had the privilege of growing up in Kentucky, and um, my mom and dad were home missionaries in Kentucky, USA. They worked in a Christian ministry that had a boarding high school and a Bible college. Mm-hmm. And my earliest memories are growing up in a boy's dorm where we lived in the apartment there where mom and dad were dorm supervisors. I see. What about siblings? Uh, any brothers or sisters? I'm the oldest of four. Uh-huh. I have a brother, James, who's 20 months younger than I, a sister, Marcia, who's eight years younger than I, and a baby sister, Mary Ann. And Mary Ann is 13 years younger than I. I see. And they're all living in the States, they of are. course. James is in Kentucky, and Mary and Marcia are in Florida. I see. Uh, John, uh, even though you had that great privilege and heritage as a young boy growing up in that environment, you had to come to a personal encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. I'd like you to tell us about that and how that came about in your life. Apparently, my mom and dad tell me there were moments as a wee child Mm -hmm. when God was drawing me to himself, and I was praying and and asking Jesus into my heart. But the earliest recollection I have of that is at the age of four. Mm-hmm. My mother was teaching kindergarten that day in the Christian school where we lived and grew up. And she had a class of kindergartners there, and I happened to go with her to school that day. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting next to my mother, and I was in one of those little chairs that I can't fit into anymore. And as I sat next to Mom, Mama stood up for the time of prayer with the children. And I can still remember reaching up and tugging her at her sleeve and saying to my mother that, Mama, I want to know Jesus like you and Daddy do. Mm -hmm. And instead of saying, that's nice, sweetheart, that's good, she said, John, she was sensitive. She said, John, you can ask him into your heart right now. Mm -hmm. And right at that moment, is my earliest recollection of asking Jesus to come into my heart and be my Savior. John, as people listen to this testimony, it would probably go through their mind that you were so very young and how could you have anything that you needed to get dealt with at that Mm -hmm. stage in Mm -hmm. your life? And how could it ever become anything real that would last as you would grow to be an adult and a man? Can you answer some of those questions? Well, that's that's a really good question. I was four, mm-hmm. but across my childhood, I had a sensitive, tender heart after God. There were many times that my sensitive conscience was pricked, and I'd have to ask Jesus for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. But at the age of 16, something really unique happened in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was walking with the Lord. I remember mom and dad gave me a new Bible that year for Christmas. It was a Thompson chain reference, King James Version of the Bible. It was a big one, a big, heavy, leather-bound. Yeah. And I still have it. Mm-hmm. It's a special treasure. Dad challenged me. He said, son, you're 16 years old. You've yet to read through the Bible in a year. He said, this is the year you need to read through the Bible in a year. And here's a brand new Bible with which to do it. And I accepted my father's challenge with the Christmas Bible that he gave me. 
And starting January 1st, I read through that Bible that, that next year. Let's see. And it was during the course of that year that God spoke to my heart and revealed to me that there were issues in my life that were unsurrendered to his lordship. There were motivations of selfishness and so forth that needed to be yielded and surrendered to him. And I'll never forget, it was on a Sunday evening in the midst of a revival emphasis that I made my way to an altar of prayer in an evangelistic meeting. Mm-hmm. An older gentleman who was a World War II Navy vet from the United States Navy knelt at the altar on the other side of the rail from me. And he said, John, how can I help you pray? And I said, God's calling me to be a sanctified child of God. Mm-hmm. And there at the age of 16, I surrendered my all to his lordship. I died to my agenda. And I asked God to come and sanctify my heart and fill me with his Holy Spirit. And Brother Eric, that experience as, an eight, as a 16-year-old lad established me as being surrendered to God. And it helped me to really get a rock-solid experience that when it was tested in young adulthood, whether or not I would be abandoned to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, I could hark back to that time at age 16 when I said, Yes, Lord, I'm yours. And he probed to the depth of my being. He helped me to surrender my baser instincts to him my appetites, my desires, my sex drive, my my ambition for money and, and gain. He helped me to surrender my relationships to him. And then he helped me to also surrender my big life goals to him. And because he, he so purged my heart in those years, he put me in a place where I could continue yielding to God. And then in my 20s, when I would err or disobey God with some sin, immediately my conscience was pricked. And I took it to the Lord immediately before it became a a pattern and a habit. Mm -hmm. And I'd trust his cleansing grace and get up and walk with him in faith and obedience. Mm -hmm. And that experience as a young man at the age of 16 has held me in good stead to God be the glory. Mm Mm-hmm. John, it's been really interesting to hear you explain the experience of the sanctifying power of God in a way that relates to everyday living and the challenges and also the possibility of slipping or falling but it not becoming a pattern and also to know that it's not a sinless perfection as sometimes people accuse people like you of preaching such an experience but it is an experience of perfect love that's it or Christian perfection and it's been a thrill to hear you explain this in a way that maybe helps someone today to see it in a Mm -hmm. different light John uh, leading on from there of course then your goals became more focused I'm sure Uh, How did your life develop thereafter? Well, I sensed a call to preach the gospel when I was six years old. And I I knew at that age that I was called to preach and teach. 
When I was in Bible college in the late 1970s and early 1980s, uh, I met the young lady whom I would marry, and we were married in 1983. We went on to Christian college after Bible, Bible Institute training and then pursued university education. And during that time, my field of study was in the field of communications. I studied mass communications and interpersonal communication, mm-hmm. did a lot of teaching of public speaking and that sort of thing. That's that's another love of mine. Mm-hmm. I love to preach. I love to teach others how to as well. Like it. Mm-hmm. I do. And all through this, this journey, Beth and I were married in 1983. God blessed us with children. Nathan, he's a minister in Michigan, USA. And Katie, she's a mother, and, a, and her husband's a pastor in Mississippi, USA. And as we raised our children, we tried to raise them to love and serve Jesus, which they do today. After I finished my doctorate at the University of Kentucky, we went back and I, I taught in the same Bible college where I'd attended. Mm-hmm. I taught there for 23 years. Served as a vice president to the same president for 19 years. Mm-hmm. And had a delightful and rich ministry there, investing in young people. Some cherished, treasured memories. You have a particular interest in young adults. I do. I do. I love to listen to them, love to counsel them, love to laugh with them and and teach them and just uh, get alongside them and help them develop as believers. For some time, John, you were president in Kentucky Mountain Bible College? I was a vice president a there. vice president That's there. correct. Right. So that was for 19 years I served as a vice president. And then in 2012-2013, I sensed, uh, through the death of a close friend, uh, a crisis in my life where I was keenly aware that I could no longer remain where I was comfortable. Life could no longer be lived as if with what I knew. Mm-hmm. And God was calling me away from everything I knew and loved. And in that process, my wife and I were both arrested by the Holy Spirit with that sense of sensitivity. And we literally left everything we knew and loved to follow Jesus at the age of 52. Mm-hmm. And we moved to Mississippi. God opened a door for me to serve at Wesley Biblical Seminary mm-hmm. in Jackson, Mississippi, mm-hmm. a school that has a 41-year history of training pastors and missionaries. Wesley Biblical Seminary has over 500 alumni through its 41-year history. Okay. We have alumni who have served in over 50 countries of the world. Today, we have alumni in 20 countries. Mm-hmm. We have students enrolled currently in the seminary through our online courses who come to us from nine different nations of the globe. And so the, God called me there to serve. It was really an extension of what I'd invested my life in. And uh, so as we as we obeyed the Lord into that calling, it's been a rich and fulfilling season of our lives. Brother John, uh, Dr. John Nahoff, um, is our guest here today on uh, this radio program, and um, he has been sharing with us something of the workings of God in his life in the past years. Currently, he is now president of Wesley Biblical Seminary, Jackson, Mississippi, and I'm very interested, John, in this concept of enrolling students in online courses Can you develop that a little bit? Because there may be young men, 
young women out there listening to us today and they're looking for an avenue of service? You know, that's a great question. Wesley Biblical Seminary, uh, our website is www.wbs.edu. And at wbs.edu, you can look learn more about what we offer. We offer two tracks of online master's degrees, Master of Arts as well as Master of Divinity. The Master of Arts has emphases in theology, biblical studies, and in Christian studies as well. And our students are in enveloped in an emphasis on a high view of Scripture as the inerrant Word of God, a pursuit after Christian holiness, not pompous arrogance, but Christian holiness and perfect love. And that's the emphasis of what we challenge our students to invest in. Then the Master of Divinity that we offer is the typically the professional degree for those who are called of God into pastoral care and pastoral ministries. We've just launched a, a new track, which is a doctor of ministry, designed for the person who already has the Master of Divinity and who's an experienced and seasoned clergyman. So as we move forward, we have all of our master's degrees are offered online. Mm-hmm. Our students can take classes online where they're posting in forums and reading assignments and writing projects. But they can also take classes where they're in a live, face-to-face video conference environment with other learners from around the globe. And it creates for an incredibly imaginative opportunity to explore the scriptures, mm-hmm. to explore orthodox Christianity, mm-hmm. and to really get enmeshed in the study of the message of Christian holiness. Mm-hmm. These are exciting days. Oh, they are. Absolutely. Now, John, as we come to the climax of this uh, little interview, can you just tell us how someone would come to know Jesus today? Mm. Friend, if you're listening to me right now and the Holy Spirit's speaking to you, you'll know it by a disquieting in your spirit, a sense of conviction that all's not right with you, a sense of doubt and fear were you to face eternity, you'd be facing it without God, and you would be suffering under his wrath instead of his welcome home to the courts of heaven. The Bible tells us if we're convicted of our sins in such a way, if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You must simply look to Jesus Christ in faith and acknowledge to him, I'm a sinner. I've fallen short of the glory of God, and there's nothing I can do to make myself good enough for God. I must have a divine intervention from heaven itself to transform me by grace through faith. And you place your faith in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who shed his blood on the cross of Calvary for your redemption. And as you look to Jesus in faith, you can know the reality of peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And you can know your sins are forgiven. Your burdens have been lifted through the power of Christ our Lord. And the witness of the Spirit is yours. That were you to die tonight, you have the hope, the assurance that you would see Jesus face to face. Thank you, Dr. John Nahoff.
May the Lord bless that witness and testimony. Thank you.